Okay. Uh, the, the little background so you can understand what I'm going to tell you is, is, is going on locally here in my neighborhood. Um, no, that's so Boston, I, I live right? in Boston, okay. Massachusetts. And there, there, there's Home about... the revolution, by the way. Right. And, and there's about 12 or so uh, named neighborhoods in Boston, each of them essentially its own zip code. And I live in, in a neighborhood called Brighton. And Brighton used to include what is now a separate neighborhood called Alston. And, and so the two were sort of joined together for a lot of purposes, uh, sometimes called Alston-Brighton, sometimes called Brighton-Alston. And in, in the Brighton-Alston neighborhood where I live, one of the main uh, things that is bothering people is the lack of affordable housing, which, of course, is, you know, the national, international problem. But it's fairly acute here, so it's on the minds of lots and lots of people. And, and the, the part of the, the reason is that uh, big developers come in and they build uh, big real estate developments, residential developments that are very top-heavy with uh, uh, luxury condominiums or luxury rentals and, and uh, very, very few affordable housing units. And so the effect is it drives rents up it drives property taxes up, and, and this is driving long-standing residents of the neighborhood to have to leave the neighborhood because they can no longer afford to rent or pay the property taxes where they've lived all these years. And, and that, of course, is gentrification. So there's a, a strong you know, hostility to things that are forcing gentrification. And uh, so in this context, uh, last April, uh, some, about a dozen people founded a new organization called the Brighton Alston Community Coalition to uh, organize everybody who lived who lives in Brighton Alston, regardless of whether they're a renter, an owner, or a student. And there are lots of students because we're right next to Boston College and and also pretty close to Boston University, where a lot of students live off campus in in uh, Brighton or Alston. And so it, it, it's a different kind of organization in that it is welcoming um, all these categories of people. It's not just a home, homeowners association or a tenants union or something like that. And so it formed an organization called the Brighton Alston Community Coalition, or the BACC. It had its first meeting last April you know, where they advertised it with leaflets and stuff, and 86 people showed up. And then I had another meeting in January, this past January, where about 100 people showed up, and it was a, um, one of those huge rainstorms that prevented a lot of people from coming who otherwise would have. And, um, and it now has, uh, according to a person I know who's on, who was on the, uh, the steering committee, Approximately 500, 450 to 500 members, people have signed up saying they want to be a member. And, and so the organization is, 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 is uh, going to the, the public hearings where developers have to present their plans and the public's allowed to, you know, let off steam and complain about the development. Uh, 
and so the organization goes to these things and and um, says it, you know it represents whatever 500 people and and it's demanding at least 20% affordable housing and the new construction and so forth and it has other good positive demands about transportation being improved public transportation and so forth so here's the thing this is all background i uh, i have long believed and said that that in order to get an egalitarian revolutionary movement going people need to know that that all the, that not only do they personally think it would be wonderful but they need to know that that they're in the great majority in feeling that way or else they'll feel that there's such a, a small minority that they dare not even say what they want out loud which which is the situation we're in right now uh it's almost like a taboo subject to say i think we should remove the rich from power have real not fake democracy with no rich and no poor although I have discovered over since 2014 being on the street talking to people that a, a solid 80%, often 90% of the people, random people, when asked, say that, 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 that that's a good or a great idea, but they all feel like nobody else does, so they, they all think it's impossible to make it happen. So I decided that I would like to try to persuade the BACC to... Um, to add to its mission that it is for removing the rich from power to have real, not fake democracy with no rich and no poor. By the way, I think that's great. I think that. But that, but the question is, how how does how, how can I do that? I can, obviously I can't just go to the steering committee and say, "Hey guys, I got this great idea," <laughs> because because the reason. But the, the steering committee, as far as I know, is all basically good people. I don't, I'm not making any accusation here about any, you know, nefarious control of the organization. As, as far as I can tell, uh, you know, they're all basically good people. And, and probably they all would love, personally, an egalitarian revolution. Uh, that's probably true. Um, but like almost all people involved in progressive organizations, they believe wrongly in my opinion they believe that if the organization uh, officially advocated egalitarian revolution which means removing the rich from power to have real not fake democracy with no rich and no poor then it would lose support from the general public that it would drive the general people in the general public away that people would say oh that's too radical that's too extreme you know, count me out and so forth. And so they believe that it is the, 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 the wise thing to do is to keep silent about any egalitarian revolutionary aspiration. So if I were to just go to them as an individual and say, well, you know, why don't we change the organization's mission to, to be egalitarian revolutionary one, you know, they would tell me that that's a bad idea and they don't want to do it. You know, so, you know. You know, I have decided yeah, to recruit a thousand new members into this organization by having them sign the following statement. Should I read it to you? Because I've been collecting signatures yeah, like crazy. Way, sounds, for this yeah, statement. go ahead. Sounds yep. exciting. Here it goes. The, the title reads, No Rich and No Poor. And, and the reason that's the title is to make sure that when people read the statement, they know that it isn't just about... Um, uh, affordable housing. The st- 
statement reads, we the undersigned joined or are hereby joining the Brighton-Alston Community Coalition, BACC, because its goals, including adequate affordable housing and good public transportation and an end to gentrification, are part of our larger goal, colon, removing the rich from power to have real, not fake democracy with no rich and no poor. We hope that the BACC will declare that it also aims for this larger goal. That would make us be even more enthusiastic members of it. So I've been on the street collecting signatures for this, and what I've discovered is that a solid 80%, often 90%, depending on the day, of the people who read the statement sign it. The, and the, and, and uh, yeah, I've only run into, well, I have 180 signatures now, and I've just been doing this for a week. Brother, and it, and it it's, not, it, it's, it's a little bit difficult to collect signatures, not because people who live in Alston Brighton don't sign it. They, they do readily, eagerly. Uh, the problem is uh, positioning myself so that when I ask people if they live in Alston Brighton, uh, a fair number of people say yes. It's surprisingly difficult because people are from other parts of the city. People are visiting. You know, they don't live here. I... You know, I work here, I don't live here, that kind of thing. But uh, when I do find people who are residents of Alston Brighton, they sign. And, 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 and if they don't sign, here are the reasons that the few who don't sign gave for not signing. They're afraid of identity theft. They, they work for uh, an um, uh, information security company that made them think that they should never put their their name and address on the same piece of paper. Or some people say, well, I never sign anything. And some people say, well, I, need, I don't sign anything unless I've researched it. You know, so there are various reasons why the people who don't sign don't sign, but it's hardly ever, oh, I disagree with the statement. And so yeah. my point is that I think we need to get organizations that, that we belong to or could, or could join to say officially that they are for removing the rich from power, to have real, not fake democracy with no rich and no poor, and that when those organizations start existing, and right now there are none in the United States that do that, that I'm by aware way, of at least. By the way, John, I, I think it's also, uh, what I like about that is that uh, I've, I've tried to, I mentioned this in connection with the yellow vest thing, because John had written an article about how the yellow vests, uh, that it would be a more powerful movement if they made that an explicit part of their mission. And I agree. I think that would, because yeah. they've already been down the road of what you call democratic socialism, which is basically capitalism light. They've already been down that road. That's at least in France. And look where it got them. It got them back to full-blown capitalism with cronyism and the whole thing, the whole package that they had before. You know, the same way as FDR's little deal to save capitalism only temporarily gave people in the United States 
a few decades for some people of a better situation, and other than that, it was something that could be rolled back and taken away anyway, because the wealthy were still in a position of power. They were, you know, you leave them in a position of power, you leave a little trace of capitalism, and you're getting... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's quite evident to most people that the root of the problem is that the rich are in power. Yeah, or uh, that they, uh, and, and there are some people don't. There are some people in this, these new movements, though, that don't want to acknowledge the fact that you ha- in order to remove the wealthy from power, you also have to strip them of actual, strip them of their holdings and their financial, their financial and property yeah. holdings. Because if you don't do that, you don't really take away yeah. their power. So let me let me just you know before just say one more thing about what I'm doing, which is that yeah, because I want to chime in here too for a second. Yeah, of weeks, it's a matter of weeks. You know, maybe eight, nine, or ten more weeks, and I will have a thousand signatures. It, I mean, it's it's like shooting uh, fish in a barrel to get them. It just takes time. That's all. By the and, way, John, I think it's a great pro- it's a great project because that 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 it if you pull that one off. In a very successful way, it will it will boost confidence for other groups. That do That's right. I hope that it will create a copycat situation where people will be inspired to do it in their own communities. I think it could. Now, I just want to be honest here for a second here. So, uh, uh, first of all, I just want to say that I agree with the egalitarian movement. I think every person should be equal. No doubt about it. Now... <clears throat> I've read a book called Spanish in Our Hearts. It's about the Civil War in Spain and the Republic that fought against the the fascists. They removed the rich from power. They kicked them out of their houses. They stripped them of all their their wealth. But as you can see, it never ends well. Now, John, it's not a criticism of yours because, again, I, I wholeheartedly believe in your movement. And it, and it runs parallel with direct democracy and the RIC movement. Okay, because essentially, when you have a system of direct democracy, remember, you're looking for a consensus of the majority. And the majority are not going to be the rich. Okay? The only problem I have with stripping the rich with – and I agree, we, you know what, they should be stripped of their, of their power and their, and their wealth. But the problem is it's going to be done in a way that, that will involve violence. And once you have the violence uh, element involved in it, then there's going to be payback, if you know what I mean. Just like what happened in Spain, those poor republics who had a great idea of uh, uh, an equal society and they were living it, but you had a fascist in Franco who was fighting for the corporations and was helped by the Nazis and by the Italians. And America, you're talking about FDR, totally ignored them because of those fascists in church, the Roman Catholics. And they basically threatened FDR that if, look, if you help these republic, then you know what? No one's going to vote for you in the next election. So that's why FDR had no choice but not to get okay, involved. So Nick, you said you agreed that it would be, it's good to remove the rich from power, to, to Depend- not let them organically, organically. How, organically. But, 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 you, but you fear that doing it the wrong way will lead to very bad results. So how do you propose doing it? Well, I want, look, look, I'm thinking organically. If you give people the final decision, if you make them sovereign, the rich are not going to matter anymore. Because slowly, slowly, but actually not even slowly, 
They'll destroy the system of capitalism. Okay. Well, and, can and you elaborate make, on on well, make the there's people a whole, sovereign? You know how, what? How do you do that? John, well, first of all, when you make the people sovereign, they don't have to answer to politicians or political parties. I agree. I agree. But how do you make yeah. the people sovereign? Well, well, when you make them make the decisions on all the issues, and I'm talking on all levels of government. So, let for instance, let they, let's say they want to build a bridge. Well, before, well, now, in order to build a bridge. It goes through a lot of bullshit, a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of money, this and that. But now you're, you're describing once. what sovereignty is, but I don't think you're answering the question how you achieve sovereignty. You achieve sovereignty by giving the political system back to the people. How do you, you try the political system? I don't want to be like a two-year-old asking why, why, why all the time. No, no. Well, it is necessary to pursue how do, the how threat. Do the people in Switzerland do, how do the people in Switzerland do it? How do the people in where? How do the people in Switzerland vote on the issues? Directly? Um, I don't think it's true to say that the rich have been kicked out of power in Switzerland. They have, you know, maybe the they haven't, but maybe they haven't. But uh, at the same time, uh, they do have uh, measures of direct democracy enshrined in their constitution. So not everything is voted uh, through referendums, but certain issues are. They have to ask the people. So what I'm trying to say is, is when, you, when you institute something like that in a constitution, then you're asking people what they want to do at the end of the day. Yeah, but people in Switzerland... See, the, Nick, the wealthy, here's, here's the, the thing. Wealthy, the it, it, as I hear you describing this... Yes. Uh, you know, it, it can't, I, I can't help but think of the... Um, I think it's an Aesop's fable... I think it's an Aesop's fable. It's one of those fables. The the, the mice uh, had a big problem, which was the cat was eating them. So they decided to have a big meeting of the mice to you know figure out what to do. And and uh, one mouse made a proposal that they that they that they put a bell around the neck of the cat so that whenever the cat approached, the bell would ring and the mice would hear it and could, you know, run away. And everyone cheered for the proposal, and it overwhelmingly was voted in. And just as the chairman of the mouse convention was going to bring down the gavel to adjourn, a little mouse in the back of the hall said, wait, wait. And when he was called on, he said, who will bell the cat. So, you know, you're, you know, if you take my point, you're you're describing a plan which is like belling the cat. Not but, really, but John. I've heard, see... And actually, by the way, John, I've heard that story before. Okay, and that it's explains. A good story, right? no, oh, it's excellent, but that that is what our current system is. Now, if you recall the Brexit, do you agree with the Brexit? That was a referendum voted by uh, by people from the UK, 52% decided they no longer wanted to be part of the uh, the union. Yeah, that I think referendum, I... now, now keep in mind, that referendum, they had to ask for permission, and the leader, Cameron, gave it, thinking right. that, you know what, his arrogance played in, came into play, and he was thinking, oh, well, you know, they're going to vote to stay in the union. 
Are, are you suggesting that that something like the Brexit referendum would result in the in the rich being removed from power? Uh, eventually. Uh, I mean, eventually. I mean, John, you can't. I mean, John, I, I don't. I, I, I can't don't see. I can't. I mean, it's a great idea to strip them of all their wealth and kick them out of their houses, but I can't no, see no, that happening. You're, you're, you're you're to, sort of, you don't have to go that far. You just go. Just, Nick, Nick, I've never written anything about removing anyone from their house, by the no, way. No, it's, it's, it's about stripping them down to the point where you get rid of the excess. Now, how do you do, now how do, you do that? Well, do you yeah. do think that, of it this way. Give me the, the process. The excess consists good, of some... But who, no, 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 no. Who makes that decision is what Nick, I want. Nick, Nick, consists of things like a capitalist having a piece of paper in his or her hand which says that he owns, you know, a, a million acres of land, for example. Right. That's right. Now, the, 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 when, when, you know, when people say, well, no, you don't, that's stripping him of his wealth. But do we not, do we not have to follow some sort of law? Or yes. do we just, do we just yeah. forcefully well, tell them that the, they the, no the, longer the, own the, that, the, those the acres? Law. Hold on. Nick, the, the thing that, on, that, that the law to hold, to hold on to that land Nick, the, the, was, the, the, was influenced and written by the, the very people that are holding the land. I, I get that. No, no, no. I get that. Nick, here's, let, me, let me say what I believe I so that, that when I you get, criticize no, no, me, you can that. criticize no, but, what okay. I'm saying, not what you No, 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 John. I'm not criticizing what you're saying. What I'm saying, though, is, is let's say if they want to have a referendum to decide, look, People cannot, cannot own that much land, okay? But at least at the end of the day, you ask the citizens, you ask the people, do you guys yeah, want, do you guys fine. think too that's much land, do you think too fine. much? Here's the, here's but that's the what I'm thing, talking yeah. about. I'm talking about finding a consensus, John. That's what I'm talking about. Let, let, me, let me say that I, I just, I just uh, re republished some paragraphs on, in, under the title of a, what's the transition to an egalitarian society. I did that yesterday. Sure. It's, um, the, 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 when, when people have a movement in which they are... 